Who are the biggest rookie risers and fallers of this season? We're talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going well. It's snowy and blustery here in Pittsburgh. Feels like playoff weather. You know, uh, we fantasy playoffs are in, in gear. We mentioned this the other day that a lot of really quality fantasy teams went down this past weekend, mm, a couple, true, including true. a couple of mine where I was big favorites. And just the way it goes, man. Brutal. Yep. Yep. That is how it goes. I I uh, suffered the same uh, the same yeah. defeat in a couple of leagues. Still, still alive in a few. I was lucky to have a bye last week when uh when all the craziness of week 15 happened so we'll see if uh we can get those back on track in week 16 and uh, maybe bring home a couple titles we are going to focus on some player value though and specifically looking at some rookies we talked about rookie stashes on yesterday's episode so uh today i wanted to look kind of at the 2023 rookie class as a whole we are going to be comparing rookie adp from september to December. Actually, I should say startup ADP, but a focus on the rookies uh, to identify those risers and fallers. So let's let's jump right into it, Matt. We've got the top 20 rookies here, and these are the top 20 rookies from September DLF Dynasty ADP. Um, of the of these top 20 guys, 14 of them gained value according to ADP. 14 went up. So I think before we even get into some specific names, rookies continue just to be one of the safest investments you can make in a dynasty league, whether you're talking about loading up on on rookie picks and and, uh, adding those players to your team, or if you're in a startup, uh, especially if you're in a startup before the NFL draft, it always feels a little risky to take a rookie. We don't don't know uh, where they're going to be drafted, where they're going to be playing, but we see this every single year, basically, that a large majority of the uh, the rookie class are actually gaining value, even if they don't necessarily live up to expectations. Yeah, we should probably bring this up, you know, once a month on our show that, hey, rookies are good investments. Hey, rookies are good investments. You know, like yeah. it, it's tried and true year after year that as a whole, and of course we'll get into them, not all of them are, you know, Quentin Johnston, it wasn't a great investment at this point, but sure. all of a sudden he's starting to peak up a little bit. You know, I mean, they're volatile. The people are optimistic about them. Sometimes this time of year they start to hit a rookie wall, but also sometimes guys like Chase Brown for the Bengals start to emerge, you know, when they finally get a chance. So yeah, I, I feel like we should harp on that more. Rookies are good investments. Yeah, and I think really the word to use here is insulated because even if we, yeah. uh, even if we do see a player struggle or, like I said, not live up to the hype, the expectations, 
they're still for the most part maintaining their value outside of uh, a couple of exceptions each season. And, and we'll talk about those exceptions, those fallers as well. Uh, but it, essentially they have a, you know, they have a window um, that dynasty managers are still going to value those players, even if we're not seeing it on the field. And perhaps, you know, now a, a year into their career, a season into their career, maybe that offers you a, a selling window. If a player has struggled as a rookie, value is still about the same. Maybe it's time to move on. Of those six players who did lose some value, according to ADP, Matt, four of those players fell 10 spots or fewer. So we're not talking uh, about Mm -hmm. a a big fall for most of them. Of course, this starts with Bijan Robinson. He was the third overall player in September. He's now the sixth overall player. So he actually counts as one of those fallers. And yeah, I mean, technically his, his value's probably fallen a little bit. Uh, I saw some uh, saw some talk of even maybe Jameer Gibbs is the RB1 in Dynasty, not Bijan Robinson. Um, I'm not quite ready to go that far, but yeah, uh, yeah officially, it, but yeah, right. right. Officially, technically, Bijan is one of those six fallers. Jameer Gibbs next in line. Uh, he's a riser, although not much. 11 overall in September, up to nine overall now. It it actually feels like he's gained more value than that, than what's represented in those two spots. And looking back at this at this ADP uh, three or four months later, I guess I'm surprised he was as high as 11 in September. Where where are you uh, where are you with Gibbs overall? Are you do you feel comfortable drafting him in the first round at this point? Yeah, maybe if I went Gibbs and then a wider young wide receiver right around the corner or at the turn there. Um, I, I do think it's more reflective that Gibbs is nine and Bijan six as opposed to eleven yeah. and three when this started. And I understand why they were, and I was in that boat as well. Bijan's just so frustrating with his coach. I mean, this past week makes me want to pull my hair out of my head. Uh, um, but I also think one of the, the, the issues, and this is also something we should harp on, is wide receivers are safe that the C.D. Lambs and A.J. Browns of the world just gained value around these guys, you know, especially around Bijan's neighborhood. True, very true. Uh, let's move on to the first wide receiver in the rookie class because this player is another faller and I would say relatively significant drop. It's, of course, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He was 16 overall in September. So, uh, you know, that represents the very, very lofty expectations that were placed upon him uh, even in that crowded receiver room there in Seattle. He is uh, He's down 10 spots, 26 overall at this point. Uh, and kind of feels like he's starting to bounce back value wise after, um, you know, after he has lost some value this year, we saw, uh, I mean, we, we've seen Tyler Lockett kind of hit the wall. It feels like he is, uh, he has really slowed down and, uh, you know, at, at his age with his production after investing in, uh, JSN, it kind of feels like this is the beginning of the end for Tyler Lockett, which is uh, good news for Smith and Jigba. Yeah, um, again, who knows? I mean, a lot can change between now and then, but I kind of feel like Smith and Jigba is the best bet to be the Seahawks' leading receiver in terms of receptions next year, and then maybe from that point on, you know, like ready to just take that mantle, you know. 
Two more wide receivers are next in line. These guys are both big risers. Jordan Addison up 20 spots from 41 to 21. So he's a late second rounder and he's now being drafted uh, ahead of JSN. Uh, and, and Zay Flowers up from 51 to 28. So he jumps nearly two full rounds as well. I know you still have some some reservations about Jordan Addison, but where are you with Zay Flowers in that Baltimore offense? I like him a lot. I mean, he's quieted down a little. I mentioned the yeah, rookie wall yeah. to you know to open the show. Maybe that's the case with a guy like him. But big picture, I have no concerns at all. All right. Um, and next on the list is maybe the most important when we're having this conversation. It is Quentin Johnston. He's down. 30 spots. He was 68 overall, now 98 overall, so barely hanging in that top 100. We don't typically see a fall like this from from a top rookie, a, a player that was a first-round rookie pick in, uh, in really all rookie drafts last season or last offseason. But I get it. I mean, Johnston has, mm-hmm. has struggled mightily. We've also seen other wide receivers – uh, that I would say are a similar, uh, you know, have a similar profile. Let's say it that way. We've seen those guys struggle in their rookie season and then never really bounce back. And, uh, you know, it seems like dynasty managers want to get ahead of ahead of things a little bit rather than uh, giving giving a player two or three years and then waiting until the value's totally gone. Uh, it seems like we're getting aggressive in moving on from Quentin Johnston very early. Yeah, but boy, things broke well for him early in the year with Mike Williams going down, Herbert yeah. throwing to him, you know, not even the feature guy where he's getting doubled all the time because of Keenan. So he didn't take advantage of a very great opportunity. So I understand why he gets dinged to this point. Um, now, considering the state of the Chargers, maybe he starts to rise up slightly as we approach the off season, if he can take advantage of, you know, their state of the mess that they're in. I, I think you're right. I do think he could, um, he, he could bounce back ADP wise, start gaining mm-hmm. a little value. If we see, uh, if we see a, a decent end to his rookie season and, you know, maybe if, if Mike Williams ends up uh, with a new team, then Johnston's ADP could certainly climb from that 98 overall spot. I don't think he's get getting back to sixty eight, at least not, no. uh, you know, not anytime soon. Uh, I think we're going to have to see, you know, we're just going to have to see more on the field from him, and that probably would take uh, moving on to the twenty twenty four season. Those are your top six rookies. So we've got three fallers among the top six, including a pretty big one in Quentin Johnston, who drops two and a half rounds, uh, thirty overall spots. In ADP, we've got several other players to talk about. Most of them risers, including the biggest risers. We'll continue this conversation next. So, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. And with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. You could do LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. I mean, there's all kinds of options there for you, which you're only limited really by your imagination. So 
if you want to, they Price Picks also even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I mean, that's unheard of. What an advantage that is for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits a game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. I mean, Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Yeah, prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit an entry in well under 60 seconds, of course. Quick withdrawals, that's obviously, obviously very important. Easy gameplay and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app in the country. Prize picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So, uh, I, I use it all the time, to be very honest with you. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use our code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. And use that code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Um, e- easiest thing going. I use it all the time. Go check out PrizePicks. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Matt, let's roll through some of these other top 20 rookies from September. Uh, A lot of these guys, as I mentioned earlier, have really maintained their value and have very similar ADP to to where they started the season, including our next guy on the list, Zach Charbonnet. Doesn't really feel like he's had a successful rookie season. You know, he definitely has been uh, playing behind Kenneth Walker the entire year, missed some time with an injury. This is where that insulation of, of yeah, high-valued rookies come come into play because he actually gained value. A very, very, very slight. He was 69 overall ADP in September, up two spots to 67 now. But again, it doesn't feel like he's uh it doesn't feel like he should have gained value, but at the very least, he's maintained. And if he's a player you're worried about that you want to move off of, you you can still do that. Um, whether, whether you're talking about rookie, uh, flipping him for rookie picks or trading him for some veterans certainly still has uh pretty significant value. Dalton Kincaid next on the list. He's one of the big risers up from 84 to 43 overall, a 41 spot jump. And probably more importantly, Kincaid is being valued, uh, among those top, four or five tight ends at this point uh, as, as is one of the other rookie tight ends that we'll get to very soon. But um, he's, he's made a more significant jump than anybody we've talked about so far, because he's now being valued as one of the top options in the league at his position. Yeah. I don't know much to add to Charbonnet or Kincaid. I think Charbonnet is a great example of insulation. As you mentioned, you know, he's looked fine, but he doesn't take the world by storm. Kincaid, this past week aside, they just didn't have to throw. Looks like a featured part of maybe even the number two receiver in a Josh Allen-led offense. So, yeah, I think he's going to continue to rise. You know, years ago, Matt, on this show, we would always suggest buying low on those injured players. Once a player's out for the Mm. year, attack that, 
uh, trade for that player buy the buy the dip as they say and profit later things are changing a little bit because we saw Anthony Richardson suffer a seasoning ending injury pretty early in the year. Um, His ADP climbed. He he goes from 87 overall to 79 overall. And then, and again, this is one quarterback ADP we're referencing here. If you're talking about a super flex league, he's going to be in the, in the conversation to go in the late first round of dynasty startup drafts after missing well over half of his rookie season. So yeah, I think I think dynasty managers are when you when you're talking about some of the most talented players in the league and Richardson certainly showed that upside in my opinion at least they're not giving up on a guy who's who's going to miss the rest of the year. Uh, instead they're they're valuing him just as highly if not more than he uh, than he was already. Yeah, and I, I also think it's important to note that the Colts have outkicked their coverage this year, too. I mean, like, that yeah. looks like a better situation than, boy, the fourth pick in the draft. O-line doesn't look good. Is Taylor sitting out? You know, what do they have besides Pittman? Well, all of a sudden, it's like, boy, you insert Richardson into that pile. That could be a really dangerous football team. I want to take one step back, too, because you mentioned, you know, we've been doing this a long time, that we've been preaching, you know, by the injured players during the season. But another thing we've preached over the years, too, is don't overly invest in rookie tight ends in your rookie draft, Mm -hmm. but wait until during the season to grab those guys. That might have changed, too. Like, I mean, you're not getting Kincaid and Laporta and those guys at a discount compared to your rookie draft. Yes, certainly not. Not even not even close. Um, Really good point. You used to be able to to kind of wait on those tight ends. Uh And we're talking several years ago um sure you know maybe like maybe that changed and howard and engram and those guys you know right right maybe that changed with with kyle pitts coming into the league and and obviously like kincaid like laporta we're seeing these players produce much earlier in their in their career than they used to let's roll through a few more here devon achan another huge huge riser in fact one of the biggest risers of the rookie class he goes from 103 overall to 17 overall in our december adp and i think it's probably fair to debate or argue if that's 17 overall spot we're talking 2.05 that, that feels a little rich for a chan uh after what we've seen over the past month past six weeks dealt with a couple different injuries has been playing behind raheem mostert so we maybe got a little too aggressive with Devon Achan, but uh, regardless, even if you want to put him in the 20s or 30s, still a huge, huge riser. Tank Bigsby is one of the biggest fallers of the class. He comes next. We actually talked a little bit about him earlier in the week, so we won't uh, we won't go back to that conversation. But looking at <laughs> looking at this September ADP, he was one spot behind Devon Achan in September. Wow. And now he's a hundred and forty spots behind Devon A <laughs> Chan climbs eighty six spots. Bigsby drops fifty three. Tajay Spears is a riser. He's up twenty nine spots to seventy eight overall. And you, uh, you, we heard a lot of talk over the past few days about Derrick Henry's time in Tennessee likely potentially coming to an end. 
Spears is going to continue to be a big riser. They're not, they're not going to put it all on his plate. Uh, if, if Henry's gone, certainly Tennessee will add somebody else uh, to pair with Spears in that backfield. But Spears, 78 uh, is going to look like a bargain here in two months or so would be my That'd guess. Be right. Yeah. Kendra Miller, another guy we talked about recently. We like him as a as, as a trade target. Did lose a little value. He's one of our followers. Drops 108 from 108 to 116. So still pretty, pretty similar, certainly in the same tier that he was before. Marvin Mims. Does it feel like Marvin Mims has gained value, Matt? Because the ADP says no. he has. It, it doesn't feel that way. Uh, no, he's kind of like Kendra Miller to me. Number. Like you just don't know much yeah. about him anymore. I mean, I don't know much more about him now than I did when we drafted him in rookie drafts. Yep. We talked about rookies last week. I believe that we were just unsure of how to value them because we haven't seen them on the field enough. Marvin Mims, I don't believe was part of that conversation, but he certainly fits. Uh, it felt like he would have had an opportunity as that third option in Denver this year. And it just never really consistently happened. And I'm a little confused as to why, I mean, it's obviously a coaching decision, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we just didn't see enough of Marvin Mims. Uh, Sam Laporta, another huge, huge riser, of course, 112 overall, and now he's 31 overall. He is the tight end one in our dynasty ADP at DLF. So he's ahead of, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kincaid, Kelsey, all of them. Uh, 31 overall. He's up 81 spots. The rest of this list, uh, I want to roll through really quickly, and then we'll hit on a couple of risers and fallers that we haven't mentioned. Jonathan Mingo is the last faller among the top 20. Down only two spots, though. I would certainly be cashing out on him if I could. Matt still likes him. We talked about him last week as well. Jaden Reed, big riser, up 55 spots. Rashi Rice, another big riser, up 76 spots. Roshan Johnson. Fast too with Rice. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. another player that's going to continue to rise for sure as the uh, offseason begins here. Roshan Johnson up 29 spots. And Josh Downs, huge, huge riser, up 71 spots. He's 55 overall now. Uh, we do have some key risers and fallers that were not originally part of those top 20 rookies, but they are the biggest, uh, the players who saw the most dramatic change during this regular season. We want to talk about those guys next. So we are brought to you by Game Time. I've told you several times that Game Time bailed me out when we wanted to go to Guns N' Roses, when my son didn't realize he was didn't have sealer tickets, even though he was on the subway on his way down. And most recently, uh, we used Game Time to get my daughter to her first sealer game with, with a friend. So that worked out phenomenal. Sometimes it's last minute. Sometimes you can take your time. But you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event or just something you just want to do spur of the moment. It's fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. You know, with killer last minute deals, all in prices, that's important to me. Views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You know, so last minute tickets, a flash deal, zone deals. Like I mentioned, you can view from all seats in the venue to see where you want to sit and, you know, figure out the price and all those type of things, you know, so Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. 
Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, comedy, theater, you know, concerts, et cetera, et cetera. These zone deals are really cool. You just pick a section in the arena or stadium and game time picks the seats and you save on average 18%. So that's phenomenal. Um, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app. It takes like a second, create an account and use code locked on NFL for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem our code L O C K E D O N NFL. That saves you 20 bucks. You're off your first purchase, download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Matt, most of our conversation today is focused on the top 20 rookies from September. But of course, the top 20 from September are not the same as the top 20 now because Puka Nakua would certainly be high, high (laughs) on that list. Back in September, he was 165 overall. Um, Now, 22 overall, uh, just inside the the, uh, end of the second round there is Puka Nakua. He's the biggest rookie riser based on ADP change, up 143 spots. So no no real surprise there that he's the number one climber. Demario Douglas uh, is actually second on this list, um, mainly because he started so low, 224. Yeah. 224 overall in September, uh, even went undrafted in many, many rookie drafts and certainly dynasty startups. Uh, he's just outside the top 100 right now. So he's a player that dynasty managers are really, really interested in based on that, that ADP up 119 spots. And, uh, you know, next we've got, we've got the Houston Texans. Neither of these guys were top 20. Uh, rookie picks based on that startup ADP, but Tank Dell and CJ Stroud are certainly in the mix now. They were actually uh, valued very similarly in September. Dell was 135, Stroud was 137. Now Tank Dell is 24th overall. He's a late second rounder, and CJ Stroud 44th, even in one quarterback league. If you're talking about a super flex league, he's probably going to be fourth or fifth overall. Very, very expensive. Matt, are you as excited about the future of the Houston Texans as everyone else is? I think so. I mean, I think people might have slightly overreacted because the expectations for that football team overall were so low. We were talking about how could you possibly trade your first round pick instead of the Browns? You know, whenever they went and got Will Anderson, it's going to be. 20 picks apart. Well, maybe not, you know, so um, I am, I think Stroud is the key. I think they have a great young coach as well. So yeah, I'm on board, but I mean, if anything, I'm slightly, 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 slightly a little more pessimistic than I am the, the, the the crowd, the crowd just seems gung ho crazy doing cartwheels over them. And I'm impressed. I'm just, yeah, I'm just tapping brakes a little. Will Levis up 88 spots. Jaleel McLaughlin up 71 spots. That rounds out our top 10 risers. We mentioned a few of the other names like Laporta and Achan in our previous conversation. Let's roll off uh, the fallers really quickly. Uh, we, we talked about Quentin Johnston and, and, and Tank Bigsby. Super but- quick, Ryan. I just want to throw one thing yeah. out there that you know, applies for rookie drafts. Like, sure. Don't keep the 
don't be don't hesitate to dump the dead weight Allen Robinsons of of your team mm. and you know just randomly take third and fourth round picks because even if you're not big on Will Levis or Jaleel McLaughlin or Demario Douglas, just throw them on your roster because how do we start the show? Rookies are good investments. Yeah, yeah, and and I think especially when you're talking about those later round guys, you've got to have some patience with yeah. with them. Uh, you know, you don't see anything in training camp or uh, they don't start in week one and, and you're dropping them from your roster. You just cannot do that. Got to have patience with these mm-hmm. guys. Zach Evans, Kayshawn Booty and Sean Tucker, three players that we liked a lot, let's say a year ago, two years ago, as they were coming up through college. They are among the biggest fallers. Actually, they are the biggest fallers. Zach Evans down 80 spots. Booty down 76 spots. Sean Tucker down 64. Uh, other names include quite a few running backs here. Evan Hull, we already talked about Tank Bigsby. Eric Gray and Deuce Vaughn are among, are among the top uh, fallers as well. And Luke Schoonmaker. We saw Jake Ferguson really flourish. Yeah. And that, uh, that pushed Luke, Luke Schoonmaker, the uh, Cowboys rookie tight end, down the list. And Quentin Johnston, of course, shows up on this list as well. So um, this kind of put a, puts a bow a little bit on the 2023 rookie class. We're excited to slowly transition to that 2024 rookie class. Lots of players that are already uh, already being valued very highly. Of course, you talked Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. Those guys are already uh, huge dynasty assets, and and they're not even officially in the in the uh, draft class yet. So. We are excited, like I said, to move on to that conversation, and we'll we'll be doing that over the coming weeks and months. But that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for listening. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.